Hello, neighbors. I'm Brittany. And I'm Kasha. And welcome back to yet another episode of Murder Next Door. We are posting this and the Deanna Null case back to back, so we won't be able to respond to what you thought of the last case, but we hope you enjoyed, and we are so... How's your day going, though? Terrible. Terrible? Why? Tell us about... Tell tell the listeners about what Kasha's day was like today. Well, I was running late in traffic for over an hour. Mind you, she's never late. <sighs> never late. Always early. Got to work, was walking into the building, and a bird pooped on me. She's not joking. I was there. I saw her shirt. I saw the crime scene. Straight poop on my shirt. White on a black shirt, mind you. It takes place in Reading and Birdsboro, an area with rich history. And fun fact, guys, Reading, PA, is where the Monopoly property Reading Railroad came from. So... Um, if we ever play Monopoly, I will totally win. Uh, lies, unless you're cheating. How do you cheat? Oh, if you're the banker. Yeah, you'd be cheating over there. I you bet can you be do. the banker, that's fine. All right, I'll secure all the dark blue properties, and that's all I need. <laughs> so without any further ado, or any further introduction, let's, let's get, get bloody. bloody. This case remained unsolved and ice cold for 34 years before genetic genealogy brought answers no one ever expected to receive. But before we discuss those details, we have to talk about Anna Jean Kane as a person. She was born in 1962 and was a friend, a mother, and a woman who would unfortunately meet an untimely fate at the age of just 26. So just a little backstory on Anna. She had recently moved from Reading, PA to Birdsboro, PA with her three children two sons and a daughter named Tamika. Tamika would be only nine at the time of her mother's m- It seems like for the most part, they tried to stay out of the public eye. Um, for the record, I did the research for this case and I, I don't even know their names. Um, I don't know if they ever publicly spoke about Anna besides Tamika. Tamika has always been on the forefront of her mother's defense when it comes to her past and her her untimely future i mean it's understandable you don't want that to follow you anytime like somebody oh, yeah. does a background check or googles you it's of just you don't want that the, the that's looks. Your, yeah. yeah the only thing we do know is that tamika moved in with her aunt whereas her brothers moved in with their father anna according to family was a firecracker full of life that was burnt out too soon she was a woman with a troubled upbringing and a long rap sheet she had been arrested multiple times for prostitution and drug possession as a young adult Although Anna's family claimed she cleaned up her act, the police suspect that her history of prostitution would be the reason she was out that night of her murder. And just referring back to the Noel case, um, we're going to restate it again. Just because it is alleged that Anna, you know, could have been prostituting that night doesn't mean she deserved anything that happened to her at all. Money is money. A job is a job. Yeah. You do what you can to survive. Legalize sex work. Sorry. Controversial opinion. Agreed. (laughs) Don't cancel us. Yeah, please. Anna was last seen on the intersection of Franklin and South 6th Street at around 1 a.m. Her body, however, wouldn't be found until 12 hours later on October 23, 1988, by a passerby walking along the Antolani Trail in a wooded area near Route 662. Anna was discovered beaten and with a thin rope made of some form of baling twine around her neck. Her exact time of death is unknown, 
but due to the rainy conditions of the ground and the fact that her clothes were still dry, it's believed she was killed a couple hours prior elsewhere and her body was dumped on the trail. An autopsy on Anna was done the following Monday, and a coroner of Berks County, William Fatora, released the details of the report, saying that she had died from strangulation. Judging by her bruising, however, Anna most likely put up a fight against her attacker, causing them to beat her before eventually leaving her lifeless. The police had no suspects and no leads, only DNA from an unknown male on her clothing. This case ran cold fast, which for the time period that it was in, I mean, it's a lot of cases ran cold. Um, Because just a little background, uh, CODIS, or at least for um, the United States, didn't exist until 1998. And this case took place in, what, 10 years earlier? 1988. So unfortunately, there wasn't even like a mass um, testing that they could do in order to figure out whose DNA this was. They only had what they had in very local systems. Which wasn't a lot. Yeah. And for 15 whole months, police would have no leads, no new evidence, and no connections. That was until February 1990, when a local newspaper by the name of the Reading Eagle, who had previously reported on Anna's murder, would receive a letter from a concerned citizen. You guys can't see it. I want you to know that that is in quotations discussing the murder upon further inspection the newspaper staff knew that they had to turn it into the police right away the contents of the letter contained details never released to the public about how her body was found the clothes she was wearing and the way her clothes were positioned on her body the local police knew right away this was a letter from the killer these intimate details were never released anywhere in the public when tested saliva was found on the envelope seal matching the dna found previously on anna's clothing meaning the killer licked the envelope to close it which is such a, like, why? Rocky move. Seriously. Like, can't you just, like, dip your finger in some water? Like, there's, there's a cockiness I there. mean, I guess they didn't have testing, so maybe he thought, like, hey, they don't have testing, they'll never catch me. Um, and they also never had criminal minds, so. That's true, that's true. I yeah. guess they were just stupid back then. I wonder, genuinely, not to get too off track here, Um, But how many people went into, like, profiling and investigation because of Criminal Minds and now are, like, big shots and, like, this is their dream? Honestly, probably a lot. Because I considered it for a while because I was like, this is, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I work in a pizza shop. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you guys know. Um, Instead of being a professional profiler, I work in a pizza shop. So Somebody got to feed the murderers. Oh, God, I don't even want to think about that. <gasps> no, how many now murders I came in? It. Yeah, how many? Yeah. Because, come on, they've all lived lives. They yeah. probably ate after this. That's what I'm saying. Like, how many psychopaths have we served? A lot. And that's why it's important to make all of your food with love, because you never know who you're going to piss off. Or hate, because, you know, they're bad people. So They are, but, you know, I don't know. What if I give them a bad pizza? And, and then, then they murder you? Yeah. Sucks to suck, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get murdered. (laughs) Sorry, I just snorted into the microphone, (laughs) listeners. Um, I'm not editing that out. Enjoy my snort. You're welcome. Um, Back to the case. And even though it was an absolutely amateur thing to do, fortunately for our killer and unfortunately for the police and Anna's family, the DNA hadn't been a match to anyone in their very, you know, small local systems and the trail went cold. 
That is until 34 years later when modern day testing brought out the truth through genetic genealogy. But what is that? We're going to tell you because I didn't know what that was. Yeah, I had to do some, so, some a little bit of not deep diving, but I had to, I had to do some Googling, okay? Because I didn't understand any of the first couple articles. I needed it dumbed down. Unless you guys are smart and you already know and you're probably listening to this like, oh my God, they're How just do you not stupid. Know what genetic genealogy is. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like 23andMe and Ancestry.com. You may have heard of it, you know, genetic testing kind of thing, help you find relatives. Genetic genealogy is DNA testing that looks at a specific location of a person's genome in order to estimate their ancestry and ethnicity. So now that they know what genetic genealogy is, why don't we tell them how it solved our case? So, with the testing being done by Parabon Nanolabs, investigators were finally able to find a possible suspect in 2022. So keep in mind, this is, again, 34 years later. One, Scott Grimm, who would have been 26 at the time of Anna's murder, and he lived in the same area too, but that's not all. Scott Grimm was actually arrested in 2002 for a harassment case where he sent threatening letters to a past co-worker. And, you know, there's just, just that's a little suspicious. You're going to send some harassment letters, and then the concerned citizen sent a letter? Just saying. Things are heading up. But they couldn't prove it unless they got a direct DNA sample. But there was a catch. <gasps> what was the catch? The catch? <laughs> Unfortunately for Anna's family, Scott Grimm passed away in 2018 due to natural causes, so he would never be prosecuted for his horrible acts against Anna. But fortunately, they were still able to obtain a direct DNA sample to confirm their suspicions that Grimm did in fact kill her. Which they, in these reports, they say we can't disclose how we got this sample and i'm assuming that means they dug this man's body up and got a dna sample that way um, because obviously they didn't have one previously there was no matches in the system good dig his body up he deserves it seriously um, listen if anna didn't get to rest neither do you buddy but so he did pass away they were able to get a direct dna sample yada 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 so they made this connection by comparing DNA taken directly from Scott, the DNA from his dug up body, matched the letter sent to the paper in 1990, which in turn matched the DNA found on Anna's clothing way back when she was murdered. So investigation, however, is still open. This case has been solved. They do know for a fact that Scott killed Anna, but now they're looking for any tips on why and a connection to be made between the two, um, because obviously we have their family's testimonies that Anna had cleaned up her act but again, Anna did have a history of prostitution, so they suspect otherwise. Also, uh, also, I feel like another reason it's open, because you're innocent until proven guilty, and he can't defend himself, even though there is so much evidence against him. There are wrongful convictions. I don't think it's this one, Yeah, this definitely but everybody gets a benefit of the doubt. Unfortunately, he does not deserve one. But um, we got to be fair. Yeah, yeah, judgment system, all that. Um, but that's it. Case closed. Thanks to advances in DNA testing, which, by the way, this lab was all the way in Virginia. So thanks, Virginia. Anna Kane's family can at least finally have closure for their mother. And although we always wish for justice for these families, they can at least have peace for now. Which, I mean, it means something. Yeah, they can rest knowing um, who did it. And, yeah. I know that Tamika um, at least felt relieved knowing that 
her mother's killer wasn't still out there, although she wishes that he had been prosecuted, she at least has peace of mind now knowing that. Yeah, because you never actually know if they're like out there looking at you, stalking you, because, I don't know. Yeah, so, and he died in 2018, which means he and Tamiko were walking the same paths. And that's got to be frightening. Yeah. Could have been coming after her next. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we know it was a short case, but every case is worth a listen. Um, no matter how small, even if it's five minutes, got to get the word out there. Nobody deserves to get murdered or any other bad thing happen to them. And nobody deserves to have their name forgotten. Yeah. Well, if you like what you heard... And want to see more of us, follow us on all of our social medias linked below. And make sure to interact with us because next week we start our social media follower of the week. So comment, like, share, and we might give you a shout out. Who knows? Maybe when we have merch, we can give out free merch. Ooh, that'd be fun. This episode is going to be Mason. We have a beautiful poster behind us that our lovely friend Mason helped us with. He's also been supporting us along the way and we appreciate him so, so much. Shout out to you. So if you want to be the next shout out, make sure to interact with us. We love to hear from you. We love to hear your feedback, your comments, what you loved, what you didn't. How Scott Grimm is a murderer. A murderer. But we are so excited that we are finally officially done with our first week of launch. Um, From here on out, we will be uploading an episode every Tuesday. So keep a lookout for us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts. YouTube. We're going to be posting this whole thing on YouTube as well. Yep. So anywhere you want to see us, we'll be there. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.